Uh, so I recently read uh, a book for funsies. Oh boy! <gasps> yes, yes, yes! I'm excited to talk about this. I, I read through the first Redwall book. Yeah, baby. Yeah. How many cordials did you have while reading? How many? How many cordials in an acorn did you have? <laughs> I think a great like challenge would be every time you you like read a feast in Redwall, you have to stop reading and go make the feast. Oh my, oh my god. god. How many how much sunflower wine could you make in one in one <laughs> summer, you know? Well, we were we were joking about like I had seen the Redwall Feasts bot on Twitter. I don't know if you guys know about <laughs> no, that. No, I've never seen <laughs> no, that. No, but I I will follow that immediately. So yeah, it just like puts together like random little Redwall feasts and it's very funny. And oh, I was like, yeah. yeah, that sounds like a pretty good book. And then I brought that up to my friend Brendan. Uh he was like, We should just read Redwall. And then my friend Brian, who was also in the text, was like, Yeah, we should start like a Redwall book club or something. And then I'm like, okay. So like I roped in a bunch of my friends and we all read Redwall and then we all like bought a shit ton of food and uh hung out on my parents' <gasps> lawn and had a little book club. Oh, that's delightful. That's amazing. Yeah. What did you what did you what was like what was your spread? Um a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit. Cheeses. Cheeses and, and non-dairy cheeses. Mm-hmm. We had uh like some spelt loaves. Ooh, yeah. I, I just went to Trader Joe's and just cleaned them out of snacks. I wasn't really concerned about being on theme. They they have, they have a red wall section. They're like, hey, this is for tiny mice that maybe live in abbeys. You yeah, go. you yeah. have to you have to go to the spot in the wall where there's a little tiny door and knock on it. And <laughs> How a, adorable would that be? A mouse serves you. I, I got their like sunflower butter soft cookies, which Oh baby. It was just a cliff bar. Oh, that's okay. I like a Cliff Bar, oh, though. Oh, sure, yeah. I have office damage from Cliff Bars, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I like, like, healthy things. Like, you said spelt loaf, and I bet you most people are like, oh, what the fuck? But, like, people people, people want, like, a soft bread. I want the hardest bread you can possibly give me. I want it to be, like, a cracker. What? Yeah, give me a cracker what? bread. Why? The spelt loaf is, like, a really chewy sourdough kind of thing. Um, I just had more of it for dinner tonight, and it was, ah, oh, it's so good. Gotta get that spelt. You gotta have the hearty grains in it, Chad. I like grains. See, I'm more like, if it was okay for me to just eat raw dough, I would prefer to do that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I would also like that. It's also like a $6 loaf of bread, <laughs> depending <laughs> on where you get it, so it's kind of not super worth it, but it's still delicious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, raw raw dough. I mean, I don't know if you guys went to Bertucci's, but I was always tempted to eat the oh. raw dough they would give you to play with, which is disgusting because they just give I out. Don't, is that is that a, is that an East Coast thing? Bertucci's. Maybe. It must be an East Coast thing because I know exactly what you're talking about, Paul. <laughs> it's a it's like a chain pizza place. And one of the things they give, instead of giving children crayons, they give them a piece of dough to play with. What? What? Cool. To be like, here, make a pizza for us or just like play with it. You just play with it. It's like Play-Doh. You just play with it. It's it's very, it, it's great, honestly. It like, smells That nice. is a very fun childhood memory is just yeah. playing with the dough. It's like tactile crayons, you know? Like it's like yeah. a little, back in the day they used to give you a little like thing to do. But then like you turn 33 and suddenly you don't get crayons when you go to a restaurant. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, they should they should bring that back. Wait, but like hold on, like do they ask for the dough back? I can't remember. At a restaurant they'd be like, Well, you can't take the crayons with you, that's rude. No, you get to keep the dough. It's got all your skin cells in it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say at some point that has to be like if a kid is just like palming it for an entire meal, it's gonna become kind of a, a catamari domacy of other things. Yeah, you turn it into an army of little snakes. So there's no they can't they can't <laughs> use that. Just roll into little snakes. <laughs> little snake rolls, yeah. Did you ever eat it? Of course, yeah. You take a little... Ta- like, I remember the first time I went, my cousin, like, 
pulled a little piece off and ate it. And I was like, what? You can't do that. That's dough. Because, you know, as a kid, you're taught that, like, dough and, like, and, like, cookie dough is, like, poison. Yeah, you're taught there's an order to the world, you know? Yeah, I wasn't taught that until I was about 30 and definitely <laughs> would just eat raw cookie dough oh, out of the tube. I would do that as well. I don't give a shit. I, I will eat a raw egg any old time. I don't care. Well, Rocky did that. Yeah. And I grew up with chickens in my backyard, so I never had to fear for, like, salmonella in my eggs at all. Um, but I recently learned that raw flour can be very bad. Really? really? What? It's like God's God's chalk. <laughs> Is it, Chad? I've often yeah. heard that said, but you're just confirming that for me. <laughs> yeah, that's something that's definitely been said. I don't know why it could carry diseases or harm you. <laughs> yeah, no, apparently it'll just kill you dead. That's a true fact. Um, Paul, I don't know how familiar you are with Redwall. Uh, I haven't reread Redwall in a while. I the one I read the most as a child was uh, Martin the Warrior, which is the founding of Redwall. That's different from Mossflower, right? Because I think Mossflower is the next book we're reading. Yeah, I forget what Mossflower is. I read that Trying one to remember too. The order. They're like because there's never like a hard. From my experience reading, there's never like a hard series through all of them. Where like be, this will be continued in book two. The the Sword of Daffodils. It's more just like these are stories that took place in this world. I think there is a a chronological reading order should you like to read that, but I don't believe yeah. there. It's not the publishing order. Right, right. I, all I wanted to ask, I did really quickly want to ask, because I don't remember if it was in Redwall, were there any moles and did they talk about Zoop? Um, what? <laughs> there were moles. They may have talked about Zoop, but it was not a prolonged discussion. But the moles did have a fun and funky dialect that was very like yeah working yeah. class British, and that was fun. Yeah, there's I like, don't recall. I don't recall Zoop. What's Zoop, Paul? That's soup. Yeah, it's just soup. But I think I can't remember if it's Martin the Warrior or if it's one of the other ones. But there was a there's a mole character, and he's like a cook, and he has a ladle that he uses as a weapon, but he also cooks Sick. soup with it. Kind of the equivalent of playing with your dough at Bertucci's and then uh, making food out of it. Yeah, yeah. Except one is murder and then making food with it. Well, in Redwall, Cornflower, who's like the the flyest bitch in, in Redwall, um, <laughs> like totally scalds one of Clooney's rats with a pot of vegetable soup, and then she whips her lantern onto a siege engine that they've rolled up to the tower oh, hell and burns yeah. it to the ground. And basically, everyone says that's a war crime, but it was cool that you did that. What? It, what? My favorite thing about Redwall and those books is it'll be like adorable, charming. Like uh, uh, Fievel Ghost West type world, right? <laughs> and then just like, oh yeah, but war is hell, and like guts guts are spilled out as the rats fell on their own pikes, and like <laughs> like yeah, nature. It's it's so cool. It's such a great combination. You get a lot of very close psychic distance scenes to rats as they live their last moments, and then back <laughs> out forever. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there are arrows within throats and blood clotting around them in those books. Yeah, it's fucked up. One child character by the name of Silent Sam uh, violates the Geneva Convention and releases hornets onto 
Goonies horde. <laughs> and some of them sting the rats so much that the rats die of hornet stings. And Silent Sam's up there dancing and prancing and like reenacting the whole thing. He's a, he's a killer. I'm pretty sure hornets are allowed as a war weapon because if you are capable of controlling hornets, you you have carte blanche because it's like, well, you figured out how to control hornets, so you're good. Yeah, I don't I don't recall. Was it was it like a trained hornet, like a like a falconer, or more just like I have hornets in a gun? No, it was a bucket. They found like a bucket. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> and they put the they put the hornets in a barrel and they threw the barrel. They Donkey Kong the barrel down onto Clooney's horde. Yeah, those would be pretty big, actually. Like, yeah, hornet sting to a to a rat creature would be that'd be pretty vicious. Scale is all over the place in the first one. I have no idea. No, it's always like that. It's always all over the place. A stoat is a very large thing in comparison to a mouse, right? Like. Oh, sure. Yeah, so is a fox. Like, there are foxes who are afraid of the rats. Yeah, the scale is is pretty fucked. I don't think you need, you shouldn't think about that too hard. Did you get to, like, uh, did you get to my favorite characters, the, the badger warriors? Well, Constance is in the first one. Right, right. But she, does she, does she go, I'm assuming she goes to battle. I can't, I can't remember very well. Oh, yeah, she makes a, she makes a fucking, um, ballista, uh, oh, with a beaver yeah. friend, and, like, she totally mercs one of Clooney's generals, and it's great. <laughs> she also scoops a rat up in a net and beats him against the wall of red walls until he's jelly it's brutal oh, like, like michael myers did with not michael myers but like jason did with that camper in a, in a sleeping bag just banging him against a tree i picture that but like faster you're gonna read them in order i assume if you're gonna keep going yeah yeah we're gonna read them in publishing order i believe is the okay order. i cannot wait until you get to salamandastron which was one of my favorite yes. ones that yes. that one's got the mole warriors, which are the dwarves of this world for sure. I, I guess the mole war. I always thought the badgers were the dwarves. I guess the moles are are even more so. I think they're kind of closely related, Chad. I think they're very similar. What do you, what do you what do you consider like? Because I remember I think if I remember Salamanstrom correctly. That's the one where it's like following one particularly badass warrior badger, and he has like three rabbit like kind of lieutenants. I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, I don't know, the rabbits are like fascinating, like, scout classes. I guess they're like elves? I don't know. It's really hard for me to, but they, they're also cockney. I'm trying to think of the fantasy example of what those are. They're just, they're kind of just rabbits, like, honestly, they're just fast as fuck. They're kind of the Sonic the Hedgehogs, almost, of the world. Yes, that's a, that's a class. Uh, a yeah. speedster. A speedster, yeah. yeah. When Basil Staghair shows up in the first one, he's just running circles around Clooney, and, uh, I'm like, well, why don't you just slit his fucking throat, Basil, gets this over with. But then he twists his ankle, <laughs> and that's the end of that. <laughs> he's do he's doing styling points on him. Like, don't yeah. cry. Yeah. Classic hubris. Yeah. Don't trust a rabbit to do a small mouse's job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's funny. He's like, I think you sped read that, Kevin. I wanted to be like, I'm going to join the book club. You read it before I could even, like, dig my copy out. I want to I want to read at least one or two of those with you because I adored that series. Chad, what am I always saying? No time like the present, no day but today. Live, laugh, and love. <laughs> at least half of that is a quote from Rent, I think. <laughs> I would love to find an excuse to read one of these on the show. I know Kevin, you're in yeah, a, that'd be great. You're in a you're in a, a book club now, and I don't want to I don't want to uh, besmirch the sanctity of your book club. But if we ever got a chance, I would sure as hell love to read one on the show. I'd consider I'd count that as a, a goosebuds relevant top one to read. Not just oh, yeah, it's a good book, but oh, like yeah. those are some of those were published in the nineties. Yeah, they're young adult. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
I'd read that again. And um, Redwall at least is separated into three books. And you know, that means we get to do three podcasts about it. <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> Maybe you guys are the ones that tell me it's not Brian Jocks, but it's like Brian Jakes. It's, and it's, it, it goes like cakes. It's Brian Jakes. Oh my God. It's Brian Jakes? Jakes. Wow. I never knew that. Okay. I call uh, him the Beej. The Beej. No, BJ. Did did old Beach? Did he ever write like a spooky one? Like one of the thirty books is just like, oh, the haunted castle of clams. Chad, actually, know. he has a book of horror tales, and it's something I've always <gasps> wanted to. Wa- I've always wanted to read. Maybe that's the one. It's called Seven yeah, Seven Strange and Ghostly Tales. Well, hey, if you want a, us to read that one, you could uh, vote for it on Patreon. And I guess we're wrapping up this episode. If you want to wow, support the show. Wow, great episode, guys. Great episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should talk about a Goosebump book, shouldn't we? Yeah, let's try it. Mayhaps we should go on an adventure. By the way, welcome to Goosebuds. I'm Chad. Hello, I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Kevin. I psychically willed Paul to say his name before that. <laughs> Uh, and this is usually a podcast where we read a book and discuss it, uh, in the show, but also sometimes we do these adventure episodes where we will read through a choose your own adventure book on the, on the podcast. And, uh, one of us will be the DM slash GM slash BM bookmaster. Our BM is and the official, official nomenclature BM in our world. A BM. Uh, and, uh, t- this today, I will be y'all's BM. With wow. a copy of a Give Yourself Goosebumps book that I rescued from home in Indiana, uh, dug through the basement and found this classic Give Yourself Goosebumps, number 23, Zapped in Space. Oh, hell yeah. I do want to say uh, I we were prepping to, to do this episode and we talked about how we wanted to do... Uh, a, the adventure book based off of the series that we just read, Inva- Invasion of the Body Squeezers. Uh, yes. But apparently, that one is H2F. Uh, and <laughs> if anybody has a copy of it and would like to donate to the show, or like temporarily donate it to the show, yeah. and we can send it back, we will 100% take care of it and send it back because that shit's like $200 on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, some of, some of these uh, Give Yourself Goosebump books, for whatever reason, were just like, I don't know, not archived as well. And they, they vastly, some of them are like $3, some of them are $200. It's really weird. I went looking in all my normal places and could not find it. So, instead, we're going to get zapped today. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was happy to have uh, this one in uh, Old Chad had bought this and read this as a child. Old Child Chad. Little Child Chad read this and gave himself Goosebumps. Uh, it's got a two-headed, four-armed green alien, uh, real, real piece of shit coming down the ramp. <laughs> Yikes! And I'm excited for you, you guys, to uh, to encounter it. Paul and Kevin as a collective uh, main character for this. How do you all want to play it? Well, I shall be the rat portion of the brain. I oh, shall the rat. decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah. As one of Clooney's horde. Okay, then I shall be the mole portion of it, and I shall be. <laughs> Concerned with acquiring Zoop. <laughs> okay, wait. So it's different than the rat. I guess the rat and the mole, they're both very primal. No, no, the rat the instinct. rat the rat could not care for for Zoop whatsoever. No. Okay. No. But this is this is a feral child, is what you're telling me, essentially. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's got half a rat brain and half a mole brain. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a more interesting <laughs> book than probably what we're going to read today. A pretty <laughs> half smart, half uh, dumb, big dumb. Oh, and we'll let you, the readers, decide which one's the mole and which one's the rat. Mm. One wants to build, the other wants to destroy. One wants Zoop, the other one wants to steal Zoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, is there ever a good rat in Redwall? It seems kind of almost speciesist to be like, yeah, the rats and the ferrets are, are always just pieces of shit. Sounds like Chad didn't accidentally touch a rat taking out his garbage last week. Oh my god, I would I would kill suppose the the black widows that live in my garbage can. Oh boy. Um, Quick lightning question. Good or bad guy? Raccoons. I'll I'll come down on bad because raccoons can kill you with their shit. Ew, gross. Ew gross. They're, they're, their poop has the has like brain virus in it that'll sure yeah because raccoons can like you have to worry about raccoons hurting your your dogs and stuff outside if you leave them out. Don't leave your dogs outside, but like, yeah, cute but evil. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think th- I think they are going to be more likely to be hired by the rat army than to defend Redwall. Sure. That. Okay. I, I don't know if you can hire one. Is the thing like what price is enough for a raccoon? You just say there's a whole bunch of hot dogs in there. <laughs> That's probably the price. Got the hot dog zoop here. Come on in. <laughs> you guys listen to that Limp Biscuit album about the hot dog zoop. <laughs> I don't know if they have raccoons in England. Really? Wait, I, I guess I've never seen one. Are raccoons like a North American, uh, a North American mammal? Wouldn't they have to be? Because like the hats were all the yeah. There are no raccoons in the British wilderness. That's true. We did invent those hats here in America. Huh? Why didn't we make that like our national animal? Well, because we <laughs> everyone was saying that they were evil and could be bought for hot dogs, so they were a little. <laughs> <laughs> Wary of making them our icon. I'm not sure our our national animal should be one that the British, who we were trying to distance ourselves from, would often shoot and then wear on their heads. <laughs> True. <laughs> Maybe the reason the raccoons are bad is because they've been hunted their entire existence. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Just think. Chad, that. not every animal is good. <laughs> uh gonna play fast and loose with how many lives you both have in this book yeah a rat dies many times before he truly (laughs) um, decides to quit this book (laughs) (laughs) all right uh i'll i'll do my best you boys ready yeah let's see let's go let's get zapped okay this can't be the place your friend katie cries (laughs) talking heads reference cool This is not my beautiful place. (laughs) This is not my wife. This is not my beautiful rat. (laughs) It's the right address, your other friend Jordan replies. He reads from the yellow flyer. 112 Front Street. You stare at the shabby brick building in disbelief. The windows are broken. The front steps are crumbling. There's no way this crummy place can be the new virtual reality arcade. They're just in, you notice... This is going to be so modern. But then you notice a cracked and faded sign. Madame Zaps with two Ps. Virtual reality arcade. Ooh, an arcade run by a madam. I like this. Saucy. <laughs> yeah, this- <laughs> a sort of digital boudoir. <laughs> this is it, you exclaim. What a letdown. Ever since you and your friends first saw the flyers, you wanted to visit the arcade. You bicycled all the way here from the other side of town. But this building looks as if it's been empty for years. You and your friends climb the crumbling steps. A heavy wooden door stands partway open. Inside, it looks dark and cold. Let's go, Katie says nervously. 
This dump is probably crawling with rats. Excuse me? (gasps) Our friends. (laughs) Don't be a wimp, Jordan scoffs. Let's check it out. You step inside and find yourself in a circular, neon-lit room. Posters line the walls. In between the posters stand small plastic booths. Each okay. booth contains four bucket seats in front of complicated control panels. Wait, 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 what? You, yeah, I, this is already like uh, this is a communal. Okay, all right. You want you wonder why they put a high tech room in such a junky building? It's almost as if the owner didn't want to attract too much attention. Cool, Katie exclaims. Check out these posters. Jordan cries. <laughs> Who gives a shit about the posters? There's virtual reality. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> Check out the graphic design on these posters. <laughs> the posters are there to entice you to the to the video games, kid. <laughs> also, I got I gotta take objection with the like, why would they put all this cool stuff in a crappy place? Have you been to Philadelphia, R.L. Stein? <laughs> all we have are crappy buildings, so we just stick our nice stuff wherever we can fit it. <laughs> also, like, I don't know if it was happened in your guys' cities too, but right before the pandemic, there was a bunch of like spring up uh vr businesses around la yeah and they always looked incredibly janky like they clearly had a couple oculuses and vibes in there and they spent all their money on that and there was nothing that looked good about the building they were in so i'm totally on totally by those uh one of my one of my friends bought me a gift card for one of those places and it went out of business before I could use it, so nice. still, still mad about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you examine the nearest poster. It shows a kid fighting with a dinosaur. Sick. Another poster pictures an old-fashioned Western shootout. Boring. In another one, kids are white water rafting. Even more boring. Wow! <laughs> you blurt out, I'm dying to play one of these games. How interesting. Whispers a chilling voice. You jump in surprise. The voice cuts into you like a frigid wind. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, sure. Sure could use a little a little zoop right now to warm myself up. <laughs> Just a little thimble full of zoop. <laughs> Just a shot of zoop. Are you talking about a mole-sized thimble or <laughs> like a human-sized th- Do humans exist in this, in our rat world? Or? It's a stoat ration. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little leaf bucket. You turn around and stare. Facing you is a tall woman dressed in filmy gray robes. A gray veil covers her face. She wears a wide-brimmed gray hat and gray gloves. Getting a real Lady Dimitrescu vibe. Yes, or Beyonce or something. <laughs> is is it Beyonce? She has to tell us or else it's entrapment. You have to say, if you're a Knowles, if you're a Beyonce or a Solange, you have to say, what's with the cover-up, you wonder? She's dressed for winter in the middle of summer. Probably because they got to keep it cold in there for the machines. Mm, smart, yeah. smart thinking. I'm Madam Zap, the woman announces in a whispery voice. I didn't read it whispery. <laughs> Welcome to my arcade. You're my very first customers. You reach into your pocket for a coin. Where do I put my quarters? Madam Zap holds up her hands. You'd notice they are huge. Oh. Bigger than Shaquille O'Neal's. What? <laughs> so are her feet. This is Lady cool. Dimitrescu. I'm a kid, and I know who Shaquille O'Neal is, and this book just got cooler. <laughs> this giant woman running a <laughs> running a struggling virtual reality arcade. <laughs> 
First-time customers are free, she whispers. Oh, boy. That's never good. Oh, Jesus. All right, Jordan shouts. Before you start, my little friends, you must put on helmets and special gloves and boots. They are connected to a computer. A computer <laughs> program makes the adventure seem real. Very real, Madam Zap laughs. Okay, I'm ready to roll, you declare. Yep. Jack me in, baby. <laughs> Nothing seems wrong about this scenario. Wait, Madam Zap orders. There's just one problem. <laughs> Only two adventures are available right now, Madam oh, Zap says. That dinosaur is totally not going to be available. Abominable Snow Woman and Adrift Off Vega. What? Vega's V-E-G-A. Oh, that's the space oh. one. That's where we're going to get zapped. That's the space one. That's yeah. what we're going to zap there. The poster for Abominable Snow Woman shows kids in a snowy field fighting a fierce-looking bluish-white creature. Overhead, violet and yellow northern lights glimmer. A drift off Vega shows a spaceship in front of a large yellow planet. What's a drift off Vega like, you ask? It's a space adventure, Madam Zap replies. It's still got a few bugs. Personally, I recommend Abominable Snow Woman. What's the plot, you ask? <laughs> I don't want to ruin any surprises, she whispers hoarsely. Her deep, rumbling laugh echoes off the walls. You ask, what if we want to quit the game? To end the game at any time, reach up and remove your helmet, she replies, but you won't want to end it. This lady is ultra creepy, you think, but the games look excellent. I mean, you've seen the posters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Turn to page 72. Thanks for the extra wo work, book. I'm really glad we're God choosing our adventure here. <laughs> you and your friends step into a plastic booth. You flop down in one of the bucket seats and put on the gloves, boots, and helmets. The helmet comes down to your chest. You can barely see through the dark plastic visor. Who turned out the lights? Jordan jokes. I don't like this, Katie grumbles. I can't see. Don't worry, Madam Zap tells her. Once the computer is on, you'll see plenty. It's weird. There's a weird pause there. She plugs wires from the helmets into the console. Which adventure will you pick? She asks. Her whispering voice sounds like waves breaking against the shore. It really, it's like, it's like an Enya music. I pick a drift off Vega, Jordan announces. Me too, Katie echoes. You hesitate. The poster for Abominable Snow Woman looked more interesting to you, but you aren't sure you want to play it alone. It might be more fun to team up with Katie and Jordan. Don't tell me what I think. <laughs> <laughs> to play Abominable Snow Woman, turn to page 97. <laughs> team up with Jordan and Katie in a drift off Vega, turn to page 81. Rat and mole discuss. This is a tough choice, uh, Rat Brain. I feel like I enjoy the progressiveness of of the gender bending of making abominable snow woman. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to punish the abominable snow woman for like trying something new and interesting. But like, rats are meant to conquer the stars at some point. I, I kind of like a drift off Vega too. I agree. There's bugs in it too, which could make for some pleasurable jank. Yeah, we're definitely Twitch streaming this. In, in 1995. <laughs> we could get so many hits with our the janky gameplay of Escape Can you believe they released this game and you guys both make it like a shocked face in the thumbnail? I think this comes down to how do we feel about our friends. As a rat, I say, fuck our friends. Let's go do the thing we wanted to do, which is Abominable Snow Woman. Uh, I would say that snow weather is better zoop weather. So I agree, rat friend, rat brain friend. Chad, we're going for the Abominable Snow Woman. All right, you know how there was an alien on the cover? Fuck that. We're going to Snow World. Every listener is so upset that we went the quote-unquote boring route here. 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe you fall in love with her. Here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it is confirmed. Uh, Rat Mulbrain, Abominable Snow Woman. Let's do it. Leave our friends. All right. They're probably, listen, you know that sci-fi one's just going to be like Star Trek ripoff. Actually, that sounds kind of good. Never mind. Don't worry about that. All right. I'll play Abominable Snow Woman, you decide. You've always had a secret wish to be an Arctic explorer. <laughs> Excellent choice. Madam Zap throws a switch. Instantly, your body tingles. Bright lights flash. You begin to feel cold. Soon, you're shivering. The flashing lights vanish. You glance around. The plastic booth is gone. You're no longer sitting in a bucket seat. Instead, you're standing up in three feet of snow. A fierce wind whistles around you. Big, wet snowflakes blow against your skin. <laughs> you're, at, you're at the North Pole. There's nothing but ice and snow from horizon to horizon. Looking down, you see that you're wearing a warm Arctic survival suit, which is already more advanced than modern VR that just doesn't show your body, right? <laughs> Awesome, you think? This isn't like those dumb VR games you've seen in movie theater lobbies. It's totally lifelike. You lean into the wind to begin to explore. It's hard to make your way through the thick snow. You want to check out this world, but you're not sure in what direction to head. And then you hear a hideous grunting noise behind you. Turn to page 67. Oh, head towards the grunt. Ooh, are, yeah. you, are you enjoying this white, uh, <laughs> white oblivion that you're playing in? Sure is some snow. Sure is big, <laughs> big and wet. You spin around in the snow. A huge brown beast is charging straight towards you. It is long, sharp, yellow tusks. Hey, it's a walrus. Ah. A big, nasty-looking walrus. Good golly, I dig into the ground and hide in my whole home. I attack head on. <laughs> you always thought walruses were harmless, but this one seems to have a serious attitude problem. Even worse, it's at least six feet tall. It probably weighs 600 pounds. Its ugly mouth could swallow you in one bite. Wow. Your heart begins to pound. You turn and run, but your feet are heavy in the thick snow. You could barely move them. You lunge forward and fall. Quickly, you scramble to your feet. You peer over your shoulder. The walrus is right behind you. It moves quickly on its huge flippers. Before you can take another step, the walrus looms over you. Its hot breath blasts your face. Oh, and then nice. you remember something. None of this is real. Well, you know that in video games, uh, when something is trying to damage you, you just say, none of this is real, and then it does not damage your character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the video game NPC is like, oh my god, I, I have no power over this, this <laughs> Oh player. no, he is awakened. <laughs> <laughs> you gaze up at the walrus. It gazes down at you. You grin. Oh, I was joking. This is actually true. You grin because you just remembered that you're in a virtual reality game. <laughs> Forget it, walrus, you yell. You look real. You sound real. You smell real, but you're not. No way you can hurt me. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> no, he did not say that. No, that was where I was not at it. <laughs> Beautiful. You break off two long icicles from a nearby ice float and yeah. jam them what? in your mouth. Oh, my God. I thought we were going to stab its eyes. Holy shit. I thought so, too. <laughs> You jam them in your mouth so they dangle down like fangs. Then you roll in the snow until you're covered in white. You jump up in the walrus's face. This is exactly how Neo acted when he awoke in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Neo just activated Minecraft build mode and started just fucking around. Uh, the walrus thinks you're some kind of weird polar bear. It's natural enemy. 
With a frightened honk, it backs away. Can I just say, like, pretty amazing programming that you're able to do that in this the game. Is, this is Madam Zap, man. I expected top-notch VR, and I'm getting it. The AI path of recognize a polar bear if the character puts icicles in their mouth is pretty good. <laughs> you growl deep in your throat. The walrus flops away as fast as its flippers can take it. Yes! Virtual reality rules, you think. <laughs> Cool. See, it's not been a fun game so far. Cool. It seems it seems dangerous, but you can't get hurt. You start chuckling. A sudden low sound makes you look up. It's like a humming. No, you decide, more like a howling. Then, along the horizon, you catch a glimpse of what's causing the howling. Get get to it, book. Your chuckling <laughs> stops and your jaw drops. <gasps> Yeah, RL was really just trying to fill the rest of that page, wasn't he? A thing is happening. It's almost here. <laughs> it's about to happen. It's about to happen. The thing is still happening. Suddenly a thing almost happens. <laughs> <laughs> the horizon has turned completely white. The wind is roaring like a jet plane. You're about to be caught in a blizzard. In seconds, the snow is falling so thickly, you can't even see your feet. You try to push on, but the wind pushes you back. You run into a snowbank and fall on your face. Your mind tells you it's not real. But to your body, the snow feels hard and cold and wet. Outside the helmet, Madam Zap is just like, I don't know, packing ice around you, I guess. <laughs> your parka catches on a piece of ice. Rip! You glance down. There's a hole in your coat! Oh, Jesus God. <laughs> Worse, there's a hole in you. You can see bright red blood where the ice cut your shoulder, and it hurts. Damn. Cool, Damn, cool blood in, yeah. a, in a Goosebumps book. Battle damage. Is this our first first blood? This may be first blood, like monster blood, sure, but like a red human child blood. This feels this feels new. This is virtual blood, Chad. It's it's uh, standards and practices approved. Mm, that's how he got around it. Yeah, I taste my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> I make I make soup with the blood. Blood soup. Blood soup. Wait a minute, you think blood? Isn't that taking things a little too far? You're supposed to be safe in virtual reality. Blood in a video game? I don't know. <laughs> My mama turns off those features every time I rent a game. Was not allowed to play Primal Rage. Inside your torn parka, you shiver. Your shoulder hurts. Still, you're not ready to end the game yet. Not when you've barely even started to play. What now? You've read that Arctic blizzards last for days. Maybe you should tunnel into the snowbank and wait it out. Well. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. I'll read you your options, but I have a feeling I know which one you guys are going to go for. To dig a tunnel. Turn to page 71. <laughs> to keep slogging through the cold, wet snow, go to page 135. This is why we pick traits before we play the game, because synchronicities happen and it's beautiful. I, I can't, I cannot stand in the way of mole brain on this one. We got to dig in that tunnel. I see an opportunity to dig and I will dig. Okay. All right. I, I, it is, that is unanimous. I'll tunnel into the snow bank, you tell yourself. You scooped fistfuls of snow out of the bank. The problem is... New snow keeps filling your little hole. But you continue digging like... I don't know why that was worded. Uh, you continue digging like a maniac. The hole grows bigger. Soon, it's a small tunnel. You crawl into it. You're not so cold now. But the snow, driven by the blizzard, stings your face. You keep digging. 
The hole gets deeper. You grow even warmer. Soon you're sweating, but you're in a rhythm now. You make the hole wider, deeper. You are becoming mole. You keep (laughs) digging until you hear a terrified cry. Fire! Fire! What? Yeah, what? What? Oh, jeez. Fire! The voice shrieks. You glance around. You're no longer in the snowbank. But where are you? Thick black smoke fills the air. The smell of burning rubber and plastic chokes you. Your skin feels hot enough to melt. You touch your face and feel the helmet. You're back in the virtual reality booth, and it's on fire! What? What? Katie and Jordan have already scrambled out of the booth. Ripping off the helmet and gloves, you jump back right into the hands of Madame Zap. Whoa. You shorted out my control panel, she shrieks. Whoops. It seems you dug your way right through the control panel. You wrecked the virtual reality booth. What? You you slink out of the arcade. A few days later, Madam Zap mails you a bill for the damage. Are you fucking kidding me? Too bad. Until you pay up, it looks as if your career as an Arctic Explorer is on ice. The end. Kevin, what did we we do? Rat brain? That was a bullshit ending. I feel like that's been a goose. Yikes. Man, that kind of just makes me want to not even engage with Arctic Explorer any anymore and just go straight to space. We should go back to Alien and we should do Alien, I think. Okay. Okay. Uh that seems yeah, I I would love to know about the character of the abominable snow woman, but maybe that could have been a thing that you encounter and not a walrus. Me thinks <laughs> that RL is funneling us towards the the alien bugs that he wants us to see <laughs> very badly. Yeah. You know he needed to give you an early choice, but he didn't actually want to plot out an entire snow. <laughs> right, <budget. laughs> right. Wow. That's like, I, yeah, didn't, you guys did the right thing, I think, in your only choice. I don't think continuing into the snow was right. As a mole, I agree. This isn't about what's right, Chad. This is about what is true in RL's brain. <laughs> <laughs> He's seeking for a deeper truth. Yeah. Do, do you think RL like did research where he like, played a virtual boy before he wrote this book? And he's like, if you were to dig forward while playing this, you would dig directly into the virtual boy. So I would probably maim anyone that's in front of me with my claws, he says. I think to RL, um, virtual reality is playing checkers with uh, Ritz crackers. Wait, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> unpack, unpack that. Like, I mean, literally playing a game of checkers with Ritz crackers instead of pieces and then eating the Ritz crackers when your pieces go away. That's virtual reality. Because now. he gets to eat the game? Yeah. Cool. God, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Actually. That actually sounds like a delicious way to play checkers. One person's yeah. ham, the other person's cheese. Oh, and when oh you, and God. if you jump them, you get to steal their their meat <gasps> or cheese and attach it to your cracker for eating later on. Oh yeah, that's how you ki- that's how you king yourself. Yo, oh, yo, like yeah. Lunchables, you listening to this podcast? You want to like be relevant again? Get on this. Get into my virtual reality zone where you can eat your checkers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, rewinding back. I want to play a drift off Vega, you tell Madame Zap. Madame Zap shrugs. She clearly doesn't like this choice. It's your choice, she says. But you may be sorry you didn't take my advice. No, I no, clearly it was bad advice, Madame Zap. <laughs> Before you can answer, she shuts the door to the booth. Through the helmet visor, you see her throw a switch. Instantly, you're slammed hard into the seat. 
Your whole body presses against the cushions. You feel as if you weigh a thousand pounds. Oh, hell yeah. A deafening roar fills your ears. It sounds like a thousand jet engines powering up at once. The booth shakes and rocks. This must be what it's like to take off in a real rocket, you think. It's so cool. The noise of the virtual engines grows even louder. The booth shakes even more. There's one last heavy bump. Then silence. The walls of the booth vanish. Whoa, where are you? Pro- probably space. Kevin, how's it feel to be the first mole rat brainchild in space? <laughs> it's full of stars, Paul. <laughs> Would that be like one of the greatest punishments a mole could have is like, because they're mostly blind, right? Uh-huh. I understand the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like you put them in a, a void of space where they could breathe. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're going to be looking for dirt, something to hold on to. And they're just going to be floating in. Okay. Floating in nothing. I agree. There's nothing to dig. But you're kind of in the most underground you could be because there's no light around. <laughs> you think maybe that's what their heaven is. But also there's there's whole new worlds to dig. Like, yes, the, the transit is a little problematic for a mole, but that that's nothing compared to the infinite vastness of space. Infinite dig. Okay, sure. So like Dr. Manhattan, the mole just flies through space looking for new worlds. Don't we all, Chad? Yeah, I wish. All right. Okay. All right. You're in a large room. The metal walls are painted gray. What an exciting environment. On your left is a heavy, round door. On your right, a huge window through which you see millions of stars. Beneath the window, you notice a small hatchway. It's probably probably the Jeffrey's tubes. It's perfect. (laughs) Just the way you imagined a spaceship would look. You peer out the window. A big reddish planet with yellow rings swims into view. It looks kind of like Saturn, but the colors are different. This is a way cool ship, Jordan exclaims. Yeah, and it really looks like there's a planet out there, Katie comments, gazing into the blackness. You reach out to touch the thick plexiglass of the window. It's cold. You knock on a metal wall. Clang! It all seems so real, you agree. It's awesome! I wonder when the adventure starts. At that moment, the big round door crashes open. Even though you know the game isn't real, you can't help screaming when you see what fills the doorway. A giant walrus. I shoot my rat gun. (laughs) Shoot my rat gun. (laughs) The thing in the doorway is eight feet tall. Its smooth green skin is covered with grayish slime. It has two heads with giant lidless eyes, and it's got four long, ropey arms, each with wicked clawed fingers. It's the monster on the cover. Ew, Katie cries. Gross. It's an alien, Jordan exclaims. I guess the game is starting. Maybe we're supposed to fight it. The alien stomps towards you. Its feet leave puddles of slime like a snail. You glance around for weapons, but all you see are some empty boxes. No Verderan ray guns or light swords. I don't know what that word is supposed to be. We've got a rat gun on our hands. It's okay. Yeah, I got my rat gun. Yeah, uh, you you shoot with a rat gun. I I kick the back of Katie's knee and I run. (laughs) (laughs) That's really smart, rat rat brain. Uh, she was the weakest of us, and she should die first. <laughs> she showed fear to it immediately, so yeah, it's going to go right for Katie. <laughs> the alien's forearms wave wildly. Black drops... It's just waving its arms. Black drops of goo fly from its fingers and land on Katie's skin. Ow! She cries. It burns! Don't be dumb, Jordan scoffs. How can it burn? This is virtual reality. You can't get hurt here. That's what you think, Katie snaps. She holds up her arm. Ugly red blisters are popping up all over her skin. Cool, Jordan exclaims. That looks totally real. 
It is real, Katie complains. This is no fun. I'm getting out of this game. She reaches up and pulls off her virtual reality helmet. And then she screams. She pulls off her own head. Nice. That, part, that part's not real. No. <laughs> Damn, that was so cool. That was the coolest part yeah. of the book. <laughs> Stop writing it better, Chad. <laughs> What's the matter, Katie? You cry. You and Jordan quickly pull off your helmets. Then you understand why Katie is screaming. Even without the helmet on, you're still in the gray metal room. The alien is still there, too. What's going on? Jordan cries. Why are we still here? Don't panic, you call. It must be a glitch in the game. It's not a game, the alien says in a hollow mechanical... Oh, let me do it again. It's not a game, Thank the you. alien Thank says you. in a hollow mechanical voice. Nice. You notice a, a metal speaker attached to its neck. Used to be a smoker, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, that's very good. <laughs> What do you mean it's not a game, you demand? Of course it's a game. We're in a virtual reality arcade. You can't, you can't tell the robot, like the computer program, it's a simulator. Okay. Wrong, the alien announces. This is real. We kidnapped you from the arcade. Your head spins. This must be part of the adventure, you think. It's gotta be. No way, you tell the alien. This is all part of a computer program. Would you like another demonstration of my reality? The alien asks. Before you could answer, it snakes a long, slimy arm around your neck and starts to squeeze. Help! You can't breathe! I whip him with my rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> he lowers his defense. I hit him with my zoop scooper. <laughs> At last, the alien relaxes its grip. You gasp for air. Now, do you believe I'm real? The alien asks. You nod slowly. <laughs> it must be true. You're really in space. The alien really did kidnap you. How... How did you bring us here, you ask? Easy, the alien replies. We built a transport pod to look like a virtual reality booth. But why, Katie asks. <laughs> best question of the book. Mm -hmm. What do you want with us? Just then, a panel in the wall chimes softly. A voice says something in a weird, whistling language. Excuse me, the alien says after listening to the message. I must leave for a moment. When I return, you will do as I say. The alien slimes through the door. I want to go home, Katie wails. We can't, dummy, Jordan moans. We're stuck here. You force yourself to think logically. If we can overpower the alien somehow, maybe we can force it to take us home. How can we fight all those arms, Jordan protests. I say we try to escape through that hatch. He points to the small hatch underneath the window. To fight the alien, turn to page 48. To escape through the hatch, go to page 28. Hmm, I wonder what you guys will say. Hatches are like a metal tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, a rat, I think a rat's inclination would be to flee the ship. A rat's inclination would be to live within the walls of the ship, and perhaps yeah. the hatch would lead to there. Oh, that's true, too. But don't, you seem like you're in a fighting mood with your tail and your rat gun. Oh, I'm in the mood to fight, just a fight I can win. Hmm, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's go. Let's, let's burrow. Let's burrow into that hole. Yeah, okay. I, I rat hatch. It's it's never uh, backfired on us going with the mole brain. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the book agrees. It says, this one is a no-brainer. Quick, you cry. Let's get out before the alien returns. You yank a lever underneath the hatch. It mm -hmm. springs yeah. open. Sure. You know. You and your friends crawl through. The hatch clangs shut. You glance around. You're in a small room with four swivel chairs and a control panel in the wall. What? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. A sign on the control panel says, emergency lifeboat. Press red button to start. In English? <laughs> In English. <laughs> you press the red button. A horn goes, ooga, ooga. <laughs> oh no, Katie cries. They'll hear us. But the lifeboat starts up with a thump. You feel it begin to drift. You hear a loud whooshy noise and the small ship takes off. You glance through the porthole. We did it, you exclaim. We got away. Your small craft is pulling away from the huge alien ship. From here, the alien ship looks like a big blimp. The lifeboat moves farther and farther from the alien craft. Soon, the big ship is just a speck in the distance. You're adrift in space. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Any controls on this thing? It doesn't take long to figure out the lifeboat's controls. Oh. Black buttons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Black buttons fire the engines. You steer with a joystick. Cool, Jordan says. This thing is easy to drive. Yeah, right, Katie mutters. But where can we drive it to? We have no idea where we are. Or where Earth is from here, you add. How will you ever get home? You gaze at the porthole. A pinpoint of light in the distance grows bigger. Soon you can see that it's another spacecraft, shaped like an X. What? That'd probably be a Cylon Battlestar. Or there could be a Jason on there. Or it could be a Luke Skywalker car. (laughs) It could (laughs) be... You know, like his old car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still got all that swamp goo all over it. Yeah. It's completely different from the other alien ship, you point out. Maybe the people in this ship can tell us how to get back to Earth. It's worth a try, Katie agrees. What do we have to lose? A button on the control panel is marked hailing frequency. Again, what? in English. <laughs> sure. Sure. It, guys, English is the universal language. <laughs> all other all other countries and species and planets learn to just, it's easier to just... We're not going to learn another language. It's better for them I, to just learn English. I, I'm I'm impressed with how uh, complete and and well thought out the UI is here. So <laughs> <laughs> I seem to be finding everything just as I'm asking the question of where it is. The X-shaped spacecraft. Uh, you, pre- oh, you press the button. The yep. X-shaped spacecraft instantly veers toward you. It pulls up alongside the lifeboat. You feel a jolt as the big ship locks onto the lifeboat. Whoosh! Air cycles in the hatch. A moment later, the hatch pops open. See who's there on page 14. Open fire with my rat gun. (laughs) (laughs) Our ship now, idiot. I'm commanding this ship. (laughs) We're boarding, Paul. (laughs) I drop drop the bucket of gift soup I had in my hands. (laughs) If uh, this is a great time to mention that if you haven't already, make sure you go over to continue and watch uh, the FTL playthrough (laughs) that Kevin and Paul did, where Kevin... Really got bloody. Mm, we fired, really had some blood we lust. We fired every rat gun we had. Target their hospital. <laughs> board, the, board them. Blood. Uh, Jordan's and Katie's screams filled. What? Wait, I'll make sure I'm reading this correctly. Yeah. A moment later, the hatch pops open. Jordan's and Katie's screams fill the lifeboat. The only reason you're not screaming, too, is because you're speechless with horror. The creature that crawls through the hatch is a roach. A three foot tall cockroach. It's slimy. Bra- are you guys? Are you guys amazed and shocked? Nah, I'm a, gr- I'm a ground liver. I've been around these folk. <laughs> I'm chill with it. Like I'm a rat. He's a cockroach. You know, we work the same beat. Mm-hmm. I was I was gonna I was gonna guess when Madam Zap said there's some bugs. This this is what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're doing that to me, Kevin, or the book. I'm doing think- to the book. I'm doing to the book. <laughs> uh- <laughs> 
If you ever read something I wrote and responded by laughing that way, I would give up the crap. <laughs> Chad, when I saw your name on uh, a Star Trek Prodigy, I, I took a picture of it with my phone and I showed it to everybody I knew. <laughs> Aww. Aww, you're I'm glad you guys are my friends. <laughs> its slimy brown head is as big as a beach ball. Its six jointed legs are covered with stiff hairs. Its long, flexible antennas sweep through the air toward you. With every step it takes, you hear a clicking noise. As you watch, another roach squeezes in beside the first one. Then another squeezes through, and another, and another. Dozens of giant roaches are crawling aboard the lifeboat. I reach out to pet them. Did they say how big they were? Three feet tall? Yeah, what's the scale we're dealing with here? I mean, so like... A child is probably what four feet at this at this age. Okay, so, okay. so so like small child size. I got it. Cockroaches forage the tiny spacecraft. One of them approaches the control panel and examines it with its roach antennas. Others move closer to you and your friends. They extend their antennas toward you. They seem to want to touch you. Great. I mean, you wanted to pet them, so great. I let the roaches watch over me. <laughs> Just swarm me. Let the roaches take me. Maybe these are like Mike's apartment roaches, and they'll sing and dance for you. Remember Mike's apartment? I sure do. Katie and Jordan (laughs) back up against the bulkhead, screaming so loudly you can hardly think. It's going to be up to you to save yourself and your friends. But what can you do? You glance around frantically. Your eye falls on a fire extinguisher. Maybe you can use it as a weapon. On the other hand, the roaches seem curious. Maybe they're intelligent. Maybe you can communicate with them and persuade them to help you. Use the fire extinguisher or try to reason with the roaches. Mm, what are you thinking, Rat Gun? I feel like we're now their like saviors. Like they've they they're treating us as gods now. So we should... <laughs> wow, that's an interpretation of it. Okay, <laughs> we should conquer them. Yes, let us let us become their deity. I'm into that. Rat wants to colonize. <laughs> <laughs> Rat wants to conquer. All right, uh, so you're gonna reason with the roaches. Yes. Because conquering wasn't an option. Just want to make sure. Okay. Yes. We're going to yes. we're going to uh, talk them into being our friends that do everything we want them to do for us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. You're gonna you're gonna beat them with ideas, not weapons. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um. Turn to page one thirty one. I'll try to communicate with the roaches. You think we need help? You say your voice is shaking, but you try to look friendly. To your surprise, one of the roaches speaks. Hey, why should we help you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. (coughs) That voice hurt me. (laughs) Chad, your your whole body seemed to reject that. (laughs) You were not made. You were... You were never made to be on the east coast of this country, Chad. Oh, I know. Yeah, that was not natural. My Midwest body was like, no, shake it out. Uh, Let me try an alternation on it. Why should we help you? It asks. Its voice is high (laughs) and squeaky. That's totally how I read it. It's kind of like Andrew Dice Clay. That's cool. (laughs) This is our territory. (laughs) You speak English, Jordan Gass. How? How? See, Kevin, they're answering your problem. We monitor your television broadcasts, the bug replies. (laughs) Especially uh, the cooking shows. Very interesting. America's greatest export. We love Martha Stewart. Whoa, you're having a conversation with a bug. Yuck. That's a strange response to it. Still, you've got to try. Uh, we're stranded here, you tell the roach. Can you tell us how to get back to Earth? The spokesman. Make that the spokes roach. 
Love it. It was closer to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a real joke that our opening. <laughs> <laughs> was the Martha Stewart thing real? No, I added that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was nice. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, feel, I feel like she was around at this time. Probably. Um, yeah. Two of its hairy claws suddenly shoot out and grab you. Ow, you yell. The claws have sharp edges, like a saw. <laughs> okay. Two other roaches seize Katie and Jordan. All three of you scream and struggle, but the roaches are strong. They carry you into their ship and lock you in the brig. A few days later, the X-shaped ship arrive at the roaches' homeworld. It's never good when a few days later happen. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. I uh, personally am excited to see what Roach Home looks like. Yeah, this could be a whole adventure in Roach Planet. It's super nice. It's really well maintained. It's not in a giant dead animal or something. With tiny apes living in the walls. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Six Roach Soldiers or Roachlers. Hustling. That That was not in there. Nice. They march you to a door with a red light over it. What are you going to do with us? Jordan stammers. The roach soldiers just shove you through the door into a room that looks and smells like a dump. (laughs) Here you are. Excellent. A truly enormous roach scurries towards you, ticking off items on a clipboard. Take a seat. We'll start taping the program in a minute. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I had a feeling. Oh, jeez. Taping, you repeat. Totally confused. Yes, we're making a cooking show. The huge bug beams. I like the Rolf the Dog vibe you're going for a little bit. (laughs) Here we go. It's called Garbage Magic. (laughs) Today, the chef will make stir-fried coffee grounds and moldy lettuce pie. It's our very first TV program. You three humans are our TV experts. (laughs) Just thinking about the fact that it's like Earth-based foods and sure, fine. Gross. I mean, great. Katie murmurs with a sickly smile. What can you do? You're trapped light years from home on a world ruled by giant roaches. If they want you to help them make insect TV, you have to obey them, no matter how gross it is. And hey, it's better than working in Hollywood. Wow. I I added that. Uh, Oh, wow. I I was like, Dave, he's really burning on your profession. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Madam Zap warned you there was bugs in the program. There it is. Uh, She wasn't kidding. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I liked your Ralph voice that you put on at the end there. I thought that was a nice touch. Thank, thank you. I think that's the way we go out on on a Ralph. <laughs> I mean, you program Bug TV, there's worse fates. The odds were against us on this one. For real, we didn't get zapped once. <laughs> I know uh, I, I know we never do this, but do we want to like quickly look up what the good endings could have possibly yeah, yeah, been? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can look yeah, up. Yeah. At least see the good endings. Yeah, I want to know what we could have done right. <laughs> Do you think in that, that version where it wasn't a fake out and Madam Zap didn't seem to be part of it, she's just like wandering around wearing where her first customers went? Wait, so I'm confused. Were we really kidnapped or what? I mean, I think so. It seems that way. I think that Madam Madam Zap had one good video game, which was the Abominable Snow Woman, and we were punished for not trying to play it. Oh yeah, you're right. But then she like warned you about the bug. So was she like was she in on it? Was she like, oh yeah, you shouldn't go because the kids are gonna get kidnapped, but I'm trying to save you, good kid. You know, I got I I'm just gonna pick a bone with uh with wiki pages again. Every picture that comes up in Google search now 
is a freaking yeah. wiki page picture, and yeah. I can't save it. I'm mad at, wik- at yeah. wikia.com. Oh, yeah, it's like a web P or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, web P's are ruining the internet. Oh. Uh, by the way, on the wiki, you can check out, and maybe I'll try to post some of this on social media if I remember, is you can see uh, a rare treat of some of uh, Tim Jacobus's like, concept art. Ooh. Oh, sorry, this was not Tim Jacobus. This was done by Mark Nagata. A name I don't recognize, uh, but you can see some of the conceptual art for the covers that are different aliens. Some more xenomorph than others. Mm. Some one is just definitely the brood from X Men. Cool, a bunch of art that I cannot save to my computer. <laughs> Guys, there are nineteen bad endings and three good wow. endings. Wow, like, this was hard. The ratio mode. feels about normal. I think. I think this is no. This is Dead Souls hard right here. <laughs> This is the this is the real Dunk Souls, <laughs> Bump Souls. We're gonna just yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna read if you guys want to each read one of these good endings and like we'll just deduce it from there. Okay, sure. Because uh, this first one we didn't even get close to where that is. We must have uh, we must have messed up by leaving. Why would we have? Why would we not have ran away from the evil thing that shoots acid at us and there's an escape hatch? But uh, after successfully clearing all the levels and correctly answering the Arcturans quiz. I'm just going to guess that's what the forearmed alien was. They all explode, and you, Katie, and Jordan are transported back to the vegan spacecraft. Vegan, because we're in Vega. Yeah, I don't think he meant as a pun on vegans, because they probably weren't invented yet. No, they they were definitely around. I heard Joe Biden came up with vegans. The race is finally liberated, and they celebrate your victory before safely returning you three back to Madam Zapp's virtual reality arcade. Okay, so huh. she okay. is she is in on it then. I well, yeah, maybe either she's in on it or she unwittingly created a portal to space. I don't know why they made this dilapidated arcade the like linchpin of their entire scheme. So it looks like the other two. Uh, when like good endings are part of the snow woman that's what i'm uh, saying she wants you to play her cool game good game that she finished <laughs> maybe maybe this is rl doing some meta commentary being like yeah i don't i don't really know what i was doing with the space one but um you know the cover we already had the cover done snow woman was more interested really wanted really wanted to tell you about the snow woman cuz she haunts my dreams what was your only choice? Your only choice that you you guys even got to make was digging a hole versus going into the, snow. into the abyss. So my my guess is if we'd wandered into the abyss, we would have found her lair maybe because there's a I see the abominable snow woman's lair. You and Andy think Andy. I don't even know where Andy came from. Thinking maybe a way back home and try using it. You both return as assumed, but you've both swapped bodies as a result. However, you're in no rush switching back because his mother is a better cook than yours. Okay. All right. So you. I mean, I think if we big price to pay i think if we had gone through the snow that's what would have happened is we would have found the lair you would have met another kid who also gotten swap zapped there i guess yep uh yep. yeah kevin you want to read the third one sure running out of options of escape you come up with an idea to somehow corrupt the game's data <gasps> and defeat the snow woman by speaking in a different language no, 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 not english reasoning the game only supports english <laughs> so in order to do the speed run stat, you switch over to the Japanese card. <laughs> you and Andy then speak in pig Latin and the game glitches, destroying the snow woman in the process. 
and consequently returning you both to the real world upon quote unquote winning. Wow. So it's it's obvious that RL does not uh, equate hacking uh, and with winning. He does not like speed running. Probably not. No, he's probably like I only like speed running when it's 100 percent completion, it, no glitches. Yeah, it, it ruins the authenticity of the game for him. Can I can I read a couple of these very short uh, bad ends? Sure. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, please. Here's one that catches my eye. Hurling a spear at a giant pelican, you manage <laughs> cool. to knock it out of the sky. Cool. But you and Andy happen to be standing underneath it, and it lands on top of you, crushing you under its weight. <laughs> Who's Andy? We'll never know. We'll never know. An, an, an Arctic pelican, I guess? Yeah. I, I love this one. Getting stuck in an igloo with nothing but blubber to eat. <laughs> That's the whole sentence. Yeah. Cool. Um, is- here's my here's a really great one. Uh, you insisted on driving the snowmobile and won an arm wrestling match with Andy to decide who should drive it. <laughs> but since you don't know how to drive it, you crash into a glacier and die. <laughs> Making cool. a leaf hat out of alien tree leaves, you find they amplify the sun's heat and cause you to be burned alive instantly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> These are great. Oh man. Uh, uh, here, here, here's, here's a good one. The giant blob monster chases you after it absorbed Katie and Jordan, but a saucer arrives where you are and the alien piloting it rescues you before taking off. You ask if they can take you home and they agree to it. It says you'll be home in only 3000 of your years. Okay. It's Voyager. Cool. (laughs) I love the sentence structure there. It arrives where you are as opposed to where you aren't. Uh, it seemed like part of the Arcturans, the aliens that are, I think, the, the cover alien, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It seemed like a lot of their stuff was like games of chance or like levels. I, I noticed in the book there was like a couple, there was like a maze. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a word uh, find, like a letter scramble. So these were <laughs> well, some really some a- gamey aliens. As we can te- <laughs> as we can see, everyone in this space reality is obsessed with uh, English language television. So what they're trying to do yeah. is recreate cooking shows, game shows, uh, shows where you create some sort of material that actually heats your body up to the point where you're burnt by the sun. You know, all the classics. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at the book right now, and there appears to be a whole chapter dedicated to ham and cheese, Ritz cracker, checkers. So <laughs> <laughs> you would have dominated that. <laughs> it's truly, truly a game only RL could beat. We are playing that next time we're all together, right? <laughs> yes. We oh my to. god! Oh, we're gonna feast. The be- we're gonna feast like like the small rats and moles and badgers we are. <laughs> Well, 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 boys. I'm sorry. I feel like you guys had a pretty brutal time in space, um, but I'm glad you got to read through this. I, uh, I'm sorry I couldn't give you a better adventure. Chad, thank you for reading for us. You picked a hard one, but it was uh, a worthy challenge for our mole rat brain. Yeah, Chad, you you kicked the shit out of this, and I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. You guys, you guys did a great job. Uh, I am going to send this back to uh, Indiana, where I will never look at it ever again. <laughs> it can't hurt us anymore. <laughs> Uh, I think that's been a Goosebuds. Uh, things that you should check out. We've already mentioned you need to go check out Continue and the um, te- the wonderful FTL full playthrough on the Continue channel with Kevin uh, being... Were you captain or Josh was captain? Josh was ultra captain. Josh was ultra captain. Uh, ch- uh, I think Kevin was, was essentially uh, tactical 
and yeah, uh, I was I was kind of group id. Yeah, and I was working <laughs> I was working the the comps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin, to be honest, from my my perspective, you were the power behind the chair. Yeah, I was the vizier. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you should check that out on Continue Show on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, uh, Kevin, you got a you got a book out that you I, can get. I do, I do. It's coming out very soon. It's called Space Kings, and it's a tabletop RPG. You can listen to me and Paul and Josh and Nick play it on a little show called Pretend Friends. We play we play a tabletop RPG called Space Kings, and uh, it uses cards instead of dice, and it's really fun. And I've been promoting it a lot lately. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of struggling for new ways to say please go to space kings.space <laughs> and uh check out my book and please buy my book. But you should go to space kings.space and please buy my book. Please buy his book. Buy the book. I did. Yeah. I do. I did we also too. play a little bit of it on um on uh this show. We played a little uh, Goosebuds RPG and we might be doing that again one day very soon. We got to do that. Yeah. Got to. I got to find out what happened to dad. <laughs> Kevin, you gave us one of the most amazing, like, tabletop RPG cliffhangers I've ever had. And I'm totally going to live up to it, all right? I haven't created any <laughs> unnecessarily large expectations. <laughs> uh, you also, as we said, I think, earlier in the episode, of course, if you want to support the show, uh, of course, like, you know, go on to your favorite uh, podcast app, leave us a review, that sort of thing. But what it can help us even more is you can go to patreon.com slash goosebuds and pledge to support the show. Gives you access to our very cool Discord, lets you vote on which books we're going to read next. Uh, gives us also access to our bonus Camp Goosebuds episodes that we do every month. They're, they're a real scream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go like eat some crackers. I'm pretty hungry. <laughs> I'm going to go sip some strawberry cordial. <laughs> Sweet berry wine. I'm going to go back outside and I'm going to shoot off my rat gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a day in Philadelphia. <laughs> Until next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters in the Book of Names, starting off with Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara, Hollis Hornbeak, Cameron Murphy Audio, Michael McDowell, Hey Josh Rob, Mickey C, Nathan Dolzal, Kelly C, Mike Lanteri, Buddy Morrill, Low Belly Hate Me, Ilkade, Mel Dipson, Afsheen, Danky McStanky, Dango Twists, Zach Weary, Silk Hattonez. I think you nailed it. Well, congratulations, Kevin. Thanks, guys. Stealth Bates. <laughs> Patrick Reynolds. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keady. Chaos. Third, Sergio. Good news. I talked to Aaron, and we are restarting Paranoia Shop. So you and Aaron are doing it? <laughs> I mean... Good luck on your new I'll venture. See. Good luck on your new venture. I'll see you in court. <laughs> Quentin, I am in your walls. Gregory D. Warren. Alan Saylor. Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter. Aiden Alexander Dace. Jar Jar Slinks. Chosen One. Levi Than. Up in Champ. Jonas Eggman. Maloyster. Carl. 
Broccoli here. Recipe still incoming. Just need to find a pretty bowl. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Alicia Grafe. Joe. Brooke, capital X. Jesus Christ. Wow. Christian Van Skaver. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hopgood. Zach Connor. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tierney. Tom Whittem. Andrew Jadzak just sold his script for homework strike to 824. God damn it, Jadzak. I'm seeing you in court. <laughs> Lord Cornwallis, our attorney, has a word for you, Andrew. <laughs> uh, have you seen the uh, offices of Cornwallis and Cornwallis? Carson Birkenbean. Murph E.P. Jonas Blatterman. Tevin Ticklebeam. Gnomish Ranger. Teehee, you silly goose. Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Wiggle it! Paul Grasso. Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Joe Regular Name Scott. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Sarah Kent. Tanya Turtle. Vincent Modica. Luke Knoodles. Hugh Bolin. Zambambino. Juan Jalapeno. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misadalakis. Clay McCarty. Matthew Stevens. Parker Lee. Ham underscore boat. Hey guys, Kevin here. What properties should a magical knife called the Steamland Cleaver have? I I think you're going to have to disenchant that cursed item. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Remick. Dean Ward Kimchi. Raymond Hernandez. Flamily. The Crow Fens, but seasonal. <laughs> I like that. Matthew Sutton. Lee Wood. Jeffrey Owen Cahey. Reed Steubendike. Kelsey Kinneman. Joey Evans. Russell Kastberg. Xavier Jimenez. Brendan Arifin. Liam Neeson's Doe. Chris Petrakis. Scotty Pippen. Carewise Gamgee. Streak. Meet. Virginia. Super Swaggy 64. Rise of the Sunshine Yolo Squire. Wow. Oh, that's a rare 64 game. I love it. Cameron Hansen. Dungeon Kappa. MC Hamster. Zach Weary? <laughs> Is this also you? Did we do something wrong? Did we just now notice that you have two accounts? We don't want to stop you from double pledging, but just want to make sure you know? Lip Duck. Stinklitch. Alan G. Jessum. Generally depressing. The Deadly Bulb. Elden Slick. Yeah. Ben Boha. Tobias Clark. Hey, Anthony, I'm glad you're doing better. Keep up the good work. Good job, Aww. Anthony. Ryan Stewart, AKA Revolver Smoke A Lot. Andre Villanueva. Jonas Evan Volson. Calamity Carl. Estamena, Lord of Balls Pants. <laughs> Nick Johnson. The Davy Boy. Kenny M. Stephen Day. Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. I think we got out of order somehow. Ryan Carroll. Jeremy Bowser. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Lamb. Megan McCormick Mason. Ninja Breadmen. A pair of Scots. Levi Kidder. Got little old moi, pretty French. David Gray. Peanutburg, level 69. Bryce Deary. Matthew. Matthew. Matthew <laughs> Brettato. Matthew. <laughs> Dr. Chocula. Garbson. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. Moon juice. Burger's lack of creativity this month. It happens to all of us, Burger. I feel you, Burger. We support you, Burger. Some of Chad's bird friends. Nicholas Maloney. Midwest Indigo 13. Thomas Jancis. SSJ Trogdor. Aaron Lord. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Dr. Egg Drop Soupman. Dunnage Warehouse. Lucretia McEvil? She'll send you to the Elm Realm. Damn. Your best friend's going to be a mutant astronaut. <laughs>
Henry Torbear. Adam Knapp. Mike. Sporgetti. Jones. Logan Derby. Brad Schmelzer. Chick. Milkbunk. Mr. Misfire. Chris. Mandy Nasty. Llama Lad. Scalatoran. David Lynch. XXX. Brendan Fraser. 666. It can happen. Yoplin. Philip Reynolds. Soggy Newspapers. Chris Kaluk. Dakota Kemp. John W. Detroit Red. Nathan Gurney. R.R. Davis Crafts Ryanimator. <laughs> Sounds like a good beer. Ooh, ooh yeah. Ooh. Oh, hopefully not an IPA, though. I don't like this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the I'll, d- I'll drink yours, Chad. If it's a, if oh, it's yeah. I'll, sh- I'll give you my IPA, baby. Scott Wable. Kit Bush. 976 Evil. Elden Lord and Queen Consort to Best Girl Ronnie, Dr. Mr. Unimportant. Great choice, Dr. Mr. Unimportant. Agreed, Ronnie forever. Ronnie forever, bring the moons or something. Rocco! Uh, George Hell. Kiwi of Lerve. Serial Killer X. Ali Safe. Liam Rogers. Evan Bowen. Zach Bentley. Benjamin Luther. Greg Musto. Dennis Wright. Over the Moon. Edgar's Crashes. Cameron Gunzevald. Vosivi. Matt Septor. Greg Gervasi, a.k.a. Vivizen, parentheses, close parentheses. <laughs> Dakota Kipper. Hi, first time, long time. Allie Rose. Sprinkle Buns. Only two of us monkeys have escaped the torture of Lord Kevin's grasp. The rest are doomed to write more goosebumps, so-called... Oh, my God. I, t- <laughs> I, I, I need to know how it ends. I need to know how it ends. Wait. Wait. It goes on to the second line. Oh, my Kevin's charismatic, chaotic, cock-a-doodle-doo. That was unheard of. Maybe it's another one. Who knows? What's happening? What's happening? Kevin's just stunned by it. Did I do something wrong? I I don't know. I mean, charismatic, chaotic, cock-a-doodle-doo sounds like a compliment. You ever see Rock-a-doodle? That movie's great. I'm so confused. And no, it's not, Chad. It's terrible. You're my shot to Claire, Kevin. It's an adequate pipe. (laughs) What? Anthony Rodriguez. (laughs) B. Jeff Webb, who is this Patreon subscriber's fiance, is a big baby and is well aware this statement is being read from the book of of names. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, congrats. Congrats on being engaged and also for using the Patreon to shame each other. That's cool. That's beautiful, I think. Not shame each other. It's like whatever you guys think is. It's fun. It's a fun thing they're doing for each other. I love it. Julius the Nice Dragon. (laughs) Disgraced former Reverend Odin's Eyehole MD. What'd you do, Eyehole? What'd you do wrong? What did you do right? Toraku, the thing that goes doink in the anime. <laughs> I remember when we said that. That was fun. Yeah. It's funny. It was a funny I like time. That. I like remembering times when we were funny. Yeah. Like, we're funny now, but it's nice to remember other times when we were funny. Yeah. Hilda B. Spencer Y. Jonathan McCanninch. Ollie Sutz. Kate the Great. Mikert. James Stavranos. <laughs> I got a little, got a little, 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 little just, just to hear that name. <laughs> I thought about Greek yogurt. Gelato coon. Pug dad. Papa snack. Cassandra Harris. Gulliver. And welcome to these new patrons with such horrifying and frightening names as soap. <laughs> ah, a melee player's worst nightmare. That's right, got him. Big <laughs> Nick Lane. 
And finally, Kira and Brian are big fans. And let's hope they do not get into a name war in our book of names like those other people did. Thank you all for supporting. We love you. You can use the book for whatever you want. You go ahead and fight Yeah, it. yeah, it's yours. You're paying yeah. for it. Yeah. 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 Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.